1: Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Done Being Single. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Tell me. What, what's Just, changed? You know, uh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shut up. What time is it? Let me <laughs> note that. Who are you?
1: Okay, okay, yes. You're what good? you do with my wife? Yeah. Where is she?
2: I'm in here. I'm right here. It's me. Yes, you are. It's the woman you married.
1: Yes, she is.
2: Where's the theme to Twilight Zone?
1: Oh, you mean this one? <laughs> It's right there.
2: Okay. Oh! That's what you're going to get after the show. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm I'm excited. Uh, just looking at you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love knowing that. Uh, what is that?
2: We haven't even started the What's show. What's that
1: going
2: to do with me? Okay. Um, yeah, you know, we don't do these very often. And I love them. And I forget how much I love doing these shows. And I... S- and and we have, a, we have a great show, so. We do. I'm super excited, super excited. Well, you know,
1: the, the title of our show is Done Being Single.
2: Mm-hmm. How does that apply? I think it applies to a cohort of people. I, look, I think at the end of the day, people do want to find someone I think they want love. I think they want relationships. I think a, I think people ultimately probably want to get married. I don't, I mean, I did. I didn't for a long time. I wasn't ready, as you know, but then I d- was. So I can't speak for all women or men. You can speak for the men. But I do I think that, um, okay, here's another way of looking at done being single. Uh, the aggravation and frustration uh, and the pain and suffering that is modern dating today makes people go, I am done being single. I am, this is, this is just fucked up, you know? Oh. the, Just the way things are going, the, the uh, online dating uh, culture is making people want to be done.
1: Okay, so what we've come to realize in doing the show and in, in having all our friends that are still single is that Single is something that uh, it's probably a choice to be single, to remain single, as it is a choice to no longer want to be single. And yes, and that's very important. And I think that our friends that are still single have that still that want to be in a relationship have not really crossed that threshold to not wanting to be single anymore. And therefore they're still single and they're probably looking at other reasons for why they are, possibly. Okay, not well, themselves, but it's just something that and there's nothing wrong with being single. No. I, people who are single and are happy, God bless them. That's I great.
2: was never happier.
1: <laughs> Let's not go there.
2: I was a happy single person. For the most part, I really was. And it is a choice. And if I, I guess if I w- didn't want to be single, or if you didn't want to be single, you would have found someone or you would have gotten married a lot sooner than you did. Yes. So is it a choice? It is a choice. It's a choice. But, but, you know, sometimes timing is what it is, and people can't get what they want when they want it, and that's just life.
1: Okay. Okay. Is, yes. So, okay. The choice we make... Yes. Okay,
2: but but I want to say something because I think that single people do get, um, the you know, a bad rap or the broad end of the deal sometimes. I, I do agree that there is some uh, stigmatizing going on, um, and that's not I cool. Good. No, not good. I, you know, I'm sure that when I was single that people, I'm sure of it, were like, pss, 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 why is she single? Why is she single? There's something wrong with her. She's got to be like fucking bad or something, or you know, or they knew you, right? But no, but no, I wasn't. I just, oh. okay. I was comfortable being single. I wasn't yes. okay. Anyway, can we get the show on the uh, road?
1: You, I'm waiting. Yes.
2: Just all right. So, so, well, I, so we're all over the map here a little bit with this topic, but that's cool because there's so much to talk about about being an empowered single, being an empowered single and the hellscape that is modern dating today and apps i'm not happy with you i'm happy with you but i'm not happy with you right now but i want to introduce our guest because she is just like a voice of reason and i love her and i'm going to stop talking about her and i'm going to start introducing her shanie silver is an author and podcaster originally from fort worth texas who began writing at age six. Her name is pronounced Rainy like Shaney, Shaney like Rainy. Her book, A Single Revolution, Don't Look for a Match, Light One, helps singles reframe singlehood itself itself in order to see the value and validity for as long as we happen to be single. Amen. Her podcast, a single serving podcast, launched in April of 2019 in the hopes of giving I think I read that wrong. Her can we, we'll take this over again. Her podcast, a single serving podcast launched no i said it right in april of 2019 in the hopes of giving single women content that for once didn't revolve around dating and to support singles around the world in reframing singlehood Shaney has lived and dated in austin texas la chicago philadelphia and brooklyn she is currently living in new orleans following 10 years of use Shaney permanently deleted her dating apps in january of 2019 she has loved her life ever
0: since.
1: Shaney, come on board.
0: Hi, thank you very much for coming
1: today. Sorry, we got to... tone it down out there, please. God, the applause for. <laughs> Hi, Shaney. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. How are you? We're
1: good, thank you.
2: So, okay, lots to talk about, but I've done enough talking. So. Hit it. Take it away, Um, Shaney. Where would you like me to start? I don't know. Whatever you feel like, where, go, man.
0: Well, you were mentioning, um, you were mentioning how your audience, I mean, obviously, like the title of your podcast suggests this, but how people are done being single. And I think there's a real difference that we overlook between being done being single and done being unhappily single because. You can be done being single and still stay single because when when your primary motivation is like, I hate being single, I'm done with this, and the only way that you see to get out of that is by finding a partner, you're probably going to be very frustrated because it's not just like a, I want a partner and now one's going to show up. So um, in my opinion, a, a better alternative if you're done being single, if you're exhausted or frustrated or angry or whatever... Is to find for yourself a happy singlehood because that is much more of a guarantee than finding a partner ever will be, and I don't think that that has ever been described to us as an option before. We've only we've only ever been taught, especially single women, we've only ever been taught that if you don't want to be single, okay, just find a partner. And then anyone dating in modern dating culture uh, can tell you that it's not. It doesn't work like that. You don't just decide you want a partner and then one materializes. It doesn't. Um, I talk to my audience a lot about how effort doesn't match reward in dating. Like in other areas of life, if you want to learn a new skill, you practice, you study, you develop the skill. If you want a promotion, you work hard, you talk to your boss, you formulate a plan, you probably get the promotion. In dating, you can put effort in for decades at a time and still have nothing to show for it. So it's um, there, it's not an if-then situation, dating or partnership or being done with being single. So my, I hope what I'm able to do is help people connect with a enjoyable, valid, um, pleasurable, wonderful singlehood for as long as you happen to be single. And that way, regardless of whether or not you are done being single or want a partner or whatever, you're fine either way. Um, and then obviously when partnership comes along, you're, you're obviously ready for it. But I don't think we have to be miserable in the meantime.
1: Fascinating. Uh, thank you for that. How do you define a pleasurable singlehood Because and, and still date?
0: Um, well, I don't date because I don't take joy in that. That was never fun for me. That was never fruitful for me. It just always sucked. It always felt terrible. It's um, like there's really only one good dating story that we all get and that's the person we end up with. The rest of them suck and nobody ever talks about that. So I was just tired of like chasing down this one really good story and I was like, you know what? I've given my partner over a decade of opportunity to materialize through dating and that didn't work. So um, we're going to have to find each other another way because I'm done with this shit. Um, But I guess I don't know. How do I how do I want to answer your question okay,
2: dating another way you're gonna to have to date another way do you date another way are you
0: no, open I, are no. you
2: IRL are you organic I just live you, my
0: life okay I just live I just go about my business and when I meet someone I meet someone okay, and but, I the, don't okay think, so, but you're open to that
2: to meeting open
0: to, to a relationship cute? no, uh, me, no a meeting, meeting someone uh, I mean cute you know meeting sure. and... right okay Which I pick? would be open to a meet ugly I don't okay. I don't really care like however I meet someone I meet someone but what I'm not open to is um is the correlation between, oh, you're single and you want a partner? You have to date. I think that's bullshit. I think we get to leave the dating space and meet our partners anyway.
1: Okay. I don't think I ever looked at uh, a date as somebody that uh, had these boundaries on it or parameters that I was going to say, uh, oh, uh, if we're going to go out, that means I'm going to think about you in a certain way, or maybe we are gonna have a future. I, I, don't, I never looked at it beyond that date, or beyond you know, a, a couple of hours of being with somebody. It's, it's so interesting to hear your take on this.
2: I told you she's interesting.
1: Well, yes. She's, uh,
2: she's like our lady of empowered singlehood.
1: If you're, if you're chasing that one dating story, or you're not chasing that one dating story, what about all the other stories leading up to that? You're, you, you don't have time? Is it something that a guy who approaches you should be wary of knowing that, oh, you know, I'm not gonna, this, this woman, she's, she's already kind of closed to um, something. I, is there a thought within you that uh, a guy might be apprehensive about wanting to pursue you because of, of, of how you're feeling? No.
0: Okay. No, how he thinks is not up to me how how I think is up to me, how he thinks that's up to him. I don't have to perpetually um, give off this air of, come and talk to me, I'm I'm nice, I promise. Come, come talk to me, come hit him. That's not how I live my life. Um, I don't think that there's anything that is a single person's responsibility to project out into the world. I think that we get to just live and just be ourselves and the right people for us will naturally be attracted to us. I know far more couples who are together by accident and couples who were together because they had some like mythical light on the top of their head saying, date me, date me, date me. That's not how real life works. And I think when you layer in all of these expectations and rules and structures to follow in terms of how people come together and connect and fall in love, um, for me, that all just seems very forced and in a way very fake. So I don't how someone thinks about me, that's up to them. That's their responsibility. I live my life authentically. And those who want to be around me or want to talk to me, they do. Mm-hmm. So um, there really isn't anything that I think about in terms of what I'm projecting out into the world. My my goal in life is to project my authenticity and to be myself. And if that is off-putting to some people, that's actually a good thing because I consider my authenticity to be a good filter against people that do not have a space in my life.
2: I have a question. Uh-huh. I'm very curious. What was the inciting incident or 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 moment of truth where you were like i'm done i'm going to start this podcast and this blog because i'm just i'm fed up man i'm just what was that moment if there was
0: it was a culmination of 10 years of pain when you look for anything for 10 years and don't find it. Seriously, imagine looking for a house to buy or an apartment to rent for 10 years and not being able to find one. That's a lot of pain and frustration and exhaustion. And it was really a culmination of a full decade of trying to find a partner and not being able to find one. And simultaneously not understanding why why I couldn't and internalizing all of that to mean oh I'm just a terrible person I'm just undateable I'm just unlovable which is bullshit because no one is perfect we're all just perfect for other people and even perfect is a terrible word to use but like it was it was just 10 years of what the fuck is happening why can everyone else partner and I can't and and starting to understand that particularly women are just taught to assume I'm alone because of me. I'm doing something wrong. I should change what I'm doing. I should change who I am. I should change my methods. I should change the way I look. I should change whatever. Um, but that's not it. If if you've tried everything for 10 years and nothing has worked, it's not you. It's not you. It's something far greater. It's something far more... Um, universal and you're not the only one this is happening to. This is a dating culture that we're operating within and it doesn't work for everybody, but life works for everybody. And I believe that our life timelines and the two of you are a perfect example of this. Our life timelines don't have to be identical. They're even meant to be very different. And um, I just started accepting that mine was going to be different and I started to to give myself space to see the good parts of that, to see why it was beneficial to be single in my thirties and now why it's beneficial to be single in my forties. And those things feel really good. They don't feel like a consolation prize. They don't feel like a failure. They feel like something unique to me that is necessary in my life. This was the timeline I was meant for. And like, and everything that I've, I've been through and all the dating, all the nonsense, whatever it was, it was education and it's allowed me to become the person and the creator that I am now. So um, I'm not mad at it. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, was, it was 10 years of pain okay. that I decided I deserved better than.
2: Yes. I had those 10 years from 40 to 50, 40 to 49. I had those 10 years. That's oh. when it was frust- everything you just said, frustrating, painful, exhausting. And I have a question about why you think modern dating, I have my feelings and thoughts, why you feel modern dating culture is not your friend.
0: I don't think it's anyone's friend because i don't think there are consequences i think people get to say and do whatever they want and there are no consequences for anyone's behavior imagine if before you sent a message to someone your boss had to read it first can you imagine like how you would be held accountable and you would be you would have to be a good person and you would have to um respect other people and um horrible yeah i mean you you can talk to pick any random actively dating single woman on the street and she will have so many stories for you about messages she's received from heterosexual men that if their fathers or grandfathers could read them they would be ashamed. Yeah. Um, but it's just this consequenceless space, say what you want, do what you want, and then keep keep doing it the next day. Because right. after that girl blocks you, there are thousands more in her place that you can do this shit to. It's a consequenceless space and no one is ever held accountable for their behavior and it's, it's becoming something deeply abusive. And instead of a restructuring of dating culture, all we're getting is just more apps, more apps and more apps and more apps and more apps and more dating coaches telling you to go on more apps and more apps and more apps. Your husband ain't hiding in there. If you're listening, your husband is not hiding inside a dating app. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I think we would have found him by now. I really do.
1: You know, it's it's also become more accepted because more people aren't speaking up against it. And be, because of that, it's just become normal. And Yeah. Uh, that's unfortunate
2: is this a um, this is an age group thing I because I I know I I know three women in my age group that have found uh, their husbands second husbands Mm -hmm. online and I kind of feel like guys that were born and raised uh, you know at a certain time um, have some some degree a modicum of uh, you know respect I think like the younger generations, like you said, are just rogue and uh, really not polished and not at all. I don't know what's happened. I don't know where the where has the guidance gone? Where has male. Help me here. You know what I'm saying. I
0: mean, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten some pretty disgusting messages from sixty-year-old men as well. Like my my age ranges were always pretty open on the apps, and so really, I would talk to anybody. Like I'm not ageist, and I would get the same shit from from people across generations. Um, and obviously, we all know people who met through dating apps. We all do. But my theory behind that is even a broken clock is right twice a day. Like if you put millions of people, millions of single and searching people in the same space, yeah. Some of them are going to fall in love. That's an algorithmic accident. That is not the intention of a dating app. A dating app's intention is identical to a slot machine in Vegas. It's to keep you sitting there and playing the game and giving it money for as long as humanly possible. So true. So true. And you're you're right that not enough people are talking about it. And when I talk about it, I sound like a fucking lunatic because I'm one of the only people talking about it because... Of, obviously this is not the, the stuff that people want to talk about, particularly the dating space, because it's making money off of the single people and I'm trying to stop them from making money. So yeah, they're not going to fucking listen. It's, I'm I'm cool with that. That's okay.
2: Okay. So let's turn the, the tables a little bit and talk about women's accountability. Hmm? Uh, I mean, I, I'm a coach. I have male clients. And I hear some horror stories about my gender. And I, I cringe. I can't believe that women could be... I don't know. I don't know what, even, what the word is for it. Horrible. <laughs> Just inconsiderate. Um, not at all respectful. Entitled. Selfish. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. We're all in this together. Why uh-huh. in the world do you treat your fellow man that way? You wouldn't want to be treated that way. But it goes both
0: ways. Of course it does. Every gender is capable of being awful. It doesn't matter what your gender is. You're still operating in the dating space that has no consequences. That um, and, and of course, this, this leaves out the discussion of sometimes women will disappear or ghost, I hate that term, but whatever, uh, for safety reasons. And we don't talk about those enough either. And if I need to disappear for my safety, I'm going to do it. But also, there, there is an overarching umbrella over all of this. Everyone that every coach talks to, everybody, you're choosing to be in the dating space. You know what the dating space is. This is not a mystery. You are choosing to be here. You know it's awful. So that's your choice and you want accountability. I think anybody that's going to date now, anyone that's going to participate in dating needs to know that this is not like a day at the fair. This is, this is really um, difficult at times and stressful and exhausting and frustrating and you're choosing to be there and you don't have to. You can remove yourself from a space that is giving you all of this stress and anxiety and and God knows what else. It's a choice. You're choosing to be there. You can remove yourself from a space where you're being treated like shit and acknowledge for yourself that you deserve better and you can go and live life, live all aspects of life, not just the dating aspect, live live hobbies, live travel, live work, live community, live volunteering, live everything. Yeah. And let life happen to you that way without being so narrowly focused on dating itself because dating itself has gone to shit and we know it.
2: My biggest pet peeve with it, I have, a, and I say it all the time, I have a love-hate relationship with dating apps. I, mm-hmm. love, I love them because, you know, this endless supply of people and, and opportunities and people you would not otherwise normally meet, uh, hate mm-hmm. them. Because you're right, it fosters really bad behavior, it, and it breeds really um, just terrible uh, pain, like soul-crushing, um, self-worth harming damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and what's horrible about it is that you carry that bit. It, it, it's just a bitter. It's like a bitterness yeah. F- yeah. cesspool. Yeah. And then and then people. Perpetuate the bitterness because they take that with them throughout the process into the you know the next one and the next one and they get more bitter and more bitter and I I just don't even know how to keep a thick skin how to tell people how to do this I try to tell don't. them don't bother but, with a thick skin you don't need it you know how you to, right like if you don't have to develop it you don't do you don't all, have aren't to aren't change, your, you are. aren't your, all your single friends on apps for the most part online.
0: Um, my single friends. Well, no, if they know me well, they know enough to delete them. Um, but or not tell you, well, that's you, but most of my friends are partnered now. The vast majority of my friends are partnered. My single friends are a steadily draining bucket. Um, but the single friends I have, I think it's probably a mix. Some are on the apps and some are not. It's, it's a mix of both. It's definitely a mix of both, but I, I don't think that people need to develop a thicker skin or learn how to deal with shit. I think they need to remove themselves from the shit. I don't think that because I I don't want us to lose our humanity. And I don't want us to lose our sensitivity. um, And I don't want us to lose our demands for better. um, Because why? For what? Like, yes, love is amazing. And love is outstanding. Relationships are fantastic. I look forward to all of the above. But um, I don't think we have to go through hell to get there. I don't think we should have to go through hell to get there. and I know know way too many people who didn't have to go through hell at all and are happily married and in love and have families and all these beautiful things. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that anyone deserves to go through the shit of dating. I think we deserve so much better and in leaving the dating space, I think we find it. Dating or online dating? Both. Because I I give digital dating a lot of shit for good reason, Um, but I don't want to ignore people who are dating in real life and having very similar struggles as well. because dating culture is dating culture. And there are norms of dating culture that have developed and probably spawned largely out of digital dating that has bled over into real life. But um, dating is difficult any way you slice it. If you, um, if you move through life, just like living your normal life, but always with this like secondary goal in the back of your mind, like every party you attend, every time you go to dinner, every time you go to happy hour at work, every single thing you do is like an opportunity to meet someone. If you move through life with that secondary goal, but you're not meeting someone at all of these things, you're essentially like dulling the brightness on your life because every event becomes a failure. Every mm. fun night out with friends stops being a fun night out with friends and it becomes a fun opportunity to meet the love of your life. And if you right. go home without meeting the love of your life, you're going to be disappointed instead of happy that you just spent a fun night out with your friends. Yes.
1: Wow, that's tough to I, – I, I hope people – don't feel that because if that's the agenda every time they go out and that's the goal and they don't fulfill that goal then yeah they're gonna be very sad when they come home at night and it that compounds itself week after week after week
0: Mm -hmm. precisely Uh,
1: have you ever met or would you be attracted to a male Shaney
0: oh sure I mean it would be kind of weird if I wasn't because I like myself but um I've never, and you know something that's really funny because people in my audience have asked, like, there's got to be the male version of you out there somewhere who's doing the same thing, who's like, you know, creating content around this stuff. And I'm like, if you find him, give him my number, but I have yet to come across somebody just like me. I also love contrast and I love being around people who are different from me, who are, people love to use the word challenging. Like you need to meet someone who challenges you. I don't, I don't find opposites challenging. I find them intriguing and, um, I'm just, I have curiosity for it. And it's really fun to be around people who are different than you, but no, I don't care. I don't care if they're like me or not like me. I care about individual compatibility and friendship and respect and love and all those things. And yeah, I think well, it's,
2: yeah. Good luck with that. Cause we're living in uh, you know, God bless. And that and don't ever change. Um, but I see what you see going on out there. And I think there is the bottom line is there is a, Supply chain issue in basic kindness. Something is not getting to the place it should. And it's, I don't get it. It's, uh, I mean, I have some thoughts and I could, I'm trying to, and I'm old enough now to have been an observer of the dating scene for a long time and human behavior and the human condition. And I could draw some parallels to what's going on politically that kind of, Opened the floodgates of, of rudeness, bad behavior, and uh, meanness, cruelty, a lack of consideration and respect. I could kind of pinpoint that moment where it all started to sort of, right? I don't know pinpoint, I, but okay. Okay, I'm. You know, I asked her what what the inciting incident was for her. For me, I think I know what the the, the moment that moment was where it became acceptable, where it became. Uh, you know, this is the thing that that just blows my mind. Like we teach our children, right, to the golden rule, to be kind and caring and considerate, and as a, it's as if something has just gotten terribly lost in translation, and it no longer applies. And our leaders be, are behave poorly, and so why should we? You know, and and again, I I ask you, you're a bit younger than us. Is this true? Is this something that? Um,
0: has always been happening? Because I think it's more of a recent phenomenon. No, I think I've, been, I've noticed it since I, since I first, first started using dating apps in, I think the first time I ever did it was 2005. I think that was the very first time I went over to a friend's house and we ordered Thai food and she made a, an account for me um, on a dating app because she didn't want to use it herself. Because back then it was still like, you can't go on a dating site, you'll end up in the back of some guy's trunk and driven out to Joshua Tree, like you cannot. Like it's very, but isn't it just like amazing that those people that were telling us to stay off of dating apps in the in the beginning are like, oh, have you tried dating apps? Like that's how it's evolved. Um, I don't think there's anything political about dating apps. I think people of every political leaning, of every mindset, of every gender, of every sexual orientation, I think everybody, capable of being awesome or not and to everybody it's um, I I think the dating space itself is a free for all and I I think that it has festered on its own and it didn't need help from outside sources but that's just somebody observing it from from various angles from from 2005 until 20 Nineteen. I haven't been on the apps in a few years. I don't know what's going on in there now. Well, but just hearing the horror stories, it ain't good.
1: Well, I think the only caveat there is that yes, everybody can be awesome. Everybody has potential to be awesome and wonderful, until politics gets brought up in the subject, and then people go to their corners, and then you realize, oh, you know, I can't hang with this person at all because they're not on the same page as I am, and uh, so uh, that's a
2: whole other. But it, but it does, but you know,
1: but that is also something that. We can't ignore, and at what point does that subject come up in a, in the dating process? To the point where you don't want to waste time if yeah. you don't find out about that other person's uh, beliefs in that regard. So uh, it's something that we've talked about a number of times, and well, we've uh, we've
2: had whole episodes about. You know, I love you. I love you, but I hate your politics. That, that. I used
0: to think that I could date somebody with politics different from mine in in the early stages of my de- I mean I have family members who have politics that are wildly different from mine yeah. and I still love them that's, so I that's used kind to think normal. like yeah. yeah I mean and I used to be more more towards center too and I was like it's totally possible to love someone who doesn't think like doesn't that create debate and challenge and doesn't that like don't we inform each other but now um it's a it's a very different world it's, that I'm operating in and it's like when should you talk about it before you meet in person just just before so you it's meet, it's that
1: important to yes, I agree. It's which, it is.
0: W- where are we going? Because <laughs> there's just no way anymore. All right, but so um,
1: similar to that, uh, when you are out w- meeting somebody, uh, and he, and the, this person does something that makes you hmm, it, it creates a red flag for you. If a red flag is brought to your attention early on, how how dangerous is that for the continuation of that uh relationship?
0: Depends, depends on the flag. Yeah, I think it probably depends on depends on the flag. If um, I mean, they are without if, just getting into like the minutia of it. Um, if they're not, think, not
1: if they're not nice to a waiter or something in a restaurant or they, oh God. you know, it's a turnoff. It's a terrible thing that, to witness, that just doesn't bode well for you know
0: <laughs>
2: no.
1: the future.
0: Why would no. it have to? We don't have to settle for things that make us uncomfortable for things that are wildly against our beliefs or values. We we don't have to settle for that. Um, uh, Often, I think red flags or any sort of deal breakers, particularly for women, but I think for everybody, um, we're taught that having those or having too many of those is us being too picky. And I think just the opposite, because your pickiness, I hate that word, but your, your standards, your desires are very human things. And um, to ignore them means... That if you So let's say you ignore your red flags, and you're like, you know what, I, I just don't want to be single anymore. I just want to be partnered. I know that this person does X, Y, and Z, but you know what, I, I got to get out of the dating pool. I got I to get married. You then have to be cool with that for the rest of your life. And that is going to eat away at you, and it's going to twist your stomach into knots, That is going to twist your mental health into knots, and I don't think that relationship is going to work. So as soon as possible, I think we should be honest with ourselves and each other about what is not a fit, and that's okay. It's yes. okay to let someone go or to say goodbye to someone respectfully and let them know, by the way, don't ghost. It's disgusting. Um, it's okay to, to let things go and let things pass because, um, you, you deserve so much more than something you settled for.
2: Okay. I also to that. Uh, and I would like to say, well, there's so much I want to say to people that are listening, and dating online and dating just just because I feel like I need to wag my finger a little bit and take you over my virtual knee and spank you. Um, there's just you know if you're gonna if you're not interested, say it, right. Be honest. Be forthright. Be direct. I think dating in general is just an exercise in dignity and saving face. And you know, come on, you know. D- but again it just somehow something's being lost in translation right it just it, it pains me because then it because then you it's like a virus you know and then you give it that virus to the next person and that person carries it carries the bitter virus to, and then gives it to the next person and doesn't help his or her cause
1: it goes back to acceptance and, or and I, not accepting that behavior in somebody else and if you call them out it may be the you know, it's the beginning of the end of this, whatever this date or whatever it is. But if you accept it, then that person's going to continue, and and you haven't brought it up to them to cause them to want to acknowledge, oh, I yeah, probably shouldn't have said that or d- done something. And the acceptance then continues with the next relationship. And, ne- and so. I, I,
2: yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, d- d- dating to me is like, I don't know, what's the old saying? Like, you you want to leave it better than when you left it or you want to leave it you want to like if, even if you're not interested in it, it's not a match just you know for god's sakes just have a, have a little leave de- on a high have note. have a little decency right say it i'm not you're great but we're not a match i wish you all the best no ghosting no silent treatment no that is horrible and it hurts people and then what you do is you turn around and you, you then, you know, you hurt that person who turns around and hurts another person or then carries that pain with them. You get my point. I just want to say one thing about my husband, okay?
1: Yes, I don't know where this is going.
2: I don't know is if it, it was good parenting or good fathering or good father mentoring. Uh, he. Good mothering? And yes, uh, you courted me like a gentleman and you something told me this guy even if it didn't work out was a gentleman mm. he called he showed up he he was he you know did what he said that means something <clears throat> particularly now and i want to com- i want to compliment you i want to say you, you know to your father may he rest in peace he did a great job he t- whatever he showed you or modeled for you and you know i this is when i wish we had kids because I know you would have, if we had a son, you would have, you would be teaching him all these wonderful things.
1: Thank, thank you. My father didn't teach me any of this, but I just I witnessed this. I told her sisters, and maybe I saw the behavior that they were experiencing with guys they were dating and uh, what they went through, and maybe that helped as much. Uh, but just having that family unit was very strong for me. So. You know,
2: yeah. There's there are a lot of opportunities to be shitty, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, and those of us without good parental models still have a chance in the world.
2: Yeah, I, I don't I, think that
0: it's up to it's up to just that, but you notice how the story you just told oh, was a sorry. good one. And this is the person you ended up marrying. Like that's that's telling to me. The good stories are like they're I don't know, the good stories are usually the last one. And it's I, I wish that there were more than that. I wish the dating stories were were good more of the time and more respectful more of the time. We talk about like people being afraid of being rejected by people in the dating space, like this fear of rejection, you don't want to be rejected. I think the bigger fear is rejecting. I think people are really afraid of rejecting other people because they're cowards or they don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or whatever the reason, I think we're more afraid of rejecting other people than we are of getting rejected ourselves. And that creates so much gray area that people are confused within. And what does this mean? And what did this text mean? And what does this mean when this happens? And all yeah. this horse shit. Yeah. The questions around that, like the circling questions are like, I don't know what this means. Like that's information too. Like yes. any sort of question in my mind is a no. It's an no, absolute it's nice no, and... like walk away from it. But there, I think we're more afraid and more cowardly around rejecting other people than we are around getting rejected ourselves.
2: Absolutely. And yes, it is cowardly. Okay, not to do that. And look, let's all be honest. It's the heavy, it's it, dating is heavy work sometimes. It is, it is, it is, okay? And a lot of people aren't willing to put in the work, make the effort, or do the heavy lifting of rejecting, saying thank you, no thank you. Um, but, you know, as I said, leave them better than you look. What, what am I saying? And when know. you found them, yeah. you, you know, I, it, I know what you're you know saying. What I know saying. exactly the like, point if, you're making. You know, if you have to say no to someone, again, do it kindly, say, you're great. I thoroughly enjoyed my coffee with you, but I—I I, we are not a match. But again, you know, you're fantastic, and you're going to meet. Just leave. What does it cost? Nothing. Right. Make I, someone feel good as you send them off.
1: I think cowardly may be a, a over a hard term to use in terms of not wanting to broach that with somebody that you want to get out of uh, being with. It, uh, there is a, a gallant way, I think, to do that. So, you both come out realizing, okay, you're right. We, we aren't a match, and I appreciate your honesty. Uh, that, but that's a difficult thing to arrive at, I think, if you're somebody that, uh, you know. Uh,
2: yeah, well, get, wants out. come on, people. People, <laughs> get with the, you know, Jesus Christ, you're right. I, mean, I uh, think you're it? either a
0: coward or lazy. What? One of the two. Oh, I think lazy, one of the two.
2: Lazy, selfish, entitled. I mean, come on.
0: And we've all been those things, by the way. Yes. All of us have. It's not shameful. Like, we've all been that person. We've all been afraid. We've all been lazy. We've all been annoyed and exhausted and just don't want to deal with it anymore. We've all been there. But this is part of it. This is part of what dating culture is and what it's become. And if you're going to participate in it, understand what you're operating within. And don't, like, for lack of a better way to put this, don't come crying to me. You choose to be there you choose to be in the dating space, you know what it is. You also know that that is not the only way that people fall in love. It's your choice to be there if you want to, but don't think that it's going to net you out of partner. Like don't go into yes. dating thinking it's actually going to net you out a partner. Mm-hmm. I wish more people understood this before they went into it. Oh, and I wish good. they would let it go and live more of their lives and have a better time. No that's
2: expectations. That's my mantra. Real, right? But you have to mean it. You have oh, to yes. mean it. Yes, you do. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know what? I just wrote something down. Do mankind... What did I say? Do mankind a favor and take the high road. I just wrote that down. I don't know why, but I'm feeling you should that. Should needle
0: point that on a pillow, right?
2: <laughs> take the high road. Do the right thing. Um, what else? We could go on forever.
0: We could. Do you like older men? I can men? talk about this all day. Do you like older men? Do I men? like older men? Because we could um, fix like, you up. I like. Men. <laughs> you mean like thirty-year-olds? She's not. She's what?
1: She's what are you? 20s? I'm forty. Oh, I'm get 40. out of here! You don't look forty at all.
0: Genetics oh, and also man. like the filters on, on the zoom, but. Um, <laughs> No, I, I like men. I don't have an ageist perspective about dating, but I do know the experiences I've had um, give me a strong preference for people who are around my age. Mm-hmm. Um, dating younger and dating older has not been particularly enjoyable for me personally. But also, like, lip, I'm open to being surprised. So okay. it's it's Great. not it's it's less about age and it's more about people being compatible with me. And I have I mean, there's certain things about my life that are that are not compatible with everybody. I don't want children. I'm very very very, very solid and that doesn't work for everybody. Um, But it works for me.
2: Okay. Got to know your thing, man. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that's
0: so much a part of this.
1: So Shaney, how can people find you online and where, where are you located?
0: Shaney Silver is a very Googleable name, thank goodness. You can find my website, uh, shaneysilver.com. All the information you need is there. Um, you can also find my podcast on patreon.com backslash Silver, and my book, A Single Revolution, is available on Amazon. Wow, that's excellent.
2: she's got it down. I every time I start to plug our show, I forget where we are. We're wherever you get your podcast. That's all you have Do to I say. Do I have to break Nobody it down has, you for don't, you? No, you have to You know, you know Google, Just... Spotify whatever what the fuck is it called Uh, play
0: that's the way to do it when you have a public podcast that is the way to do it mine is no longer public so i had to get really good at telling people exactly how to okay
2: and then you can find me at me which is com, and you can read my blogs too and and i should mention breaking news i well it's sort of not yet it's kind of on the down low i i wrote a book everybody i wrote a book it's not out yet Shaney is in it. I quoted her. I quoted. Great. Should, should I tell her what I quoted?
1: Uh, I, I think you already
2: started. Uh, okay. Something about if you have to convince someone to love you, that is that is grounds for deletion. Do
0: you remember yeah, that? One? I think I remember writing something along with that. If you have to one. convince
2: someone to love you, which I wrote a blog called Stop Waiting for People to Love You. Mm-hmm. Because you inspired me, that blog post of yours inspired my blog post, and so I thought, oh my God, that's so true. If you have to convince someone of your worth, value, greatness, soul, character, beauty. Hello, delete. Mm-hmm. Okay, goodbye. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Thank you, Shani.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Really great. Oh, uh, so interesting.
2: You're awesome. <laughs> But you, you already knew that. I felt that way. So we're going you- If you
1: ever want a boring old couple on your show, let us know. And,
2: uh, you know <laughs> or, we're happy to or, reciprocate. or an exciting, interesting old bag. Yeah, we'll, we'll
1: help you find some people.
2: I, I, I take issue with the word old.
1: So do I. But not really.
2: You have to come back on here because there's way more to talk about.
0: Anytime. Yeah, would okay. be fun. Be All
2: right. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you Thank so you, much.
0: Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.